I'm Kieran Tanane. I'm a journalist. Uh, I live in Alice Springs. I've lived here since 1987. And you have just published a book called Peace Crimes about Pine Gap broadly. Can you tell us what was the inspiration for writing this book? So it is about Pine Gap, but my way into writing about that, which like a lot of people I had avoided over the years, it's just deep and complex and hard to penetrate, uh, very hard to get any answers from people in absolute no-no to talk about in Alice Springs in terms of social conversation, anybody involved there, um, you can't have a conversation about what they do. It just shuts down the interaction immediately. So in 2016, there was an exhibition in Alice Springs and one of my interests has always been to write about um, the visual arts culture here. But uh, the exhibition was by a young Melbourne photographer, Christian Lame Russ, and he had taken a magnificent photo, sort of unsettling, uh, diabolically beautiful, Richard Tanthurst described it as, and I agree with that. Um, and the more I looked at it and thought about it with a view to you know, writing about it, the more I became aware that the photo really was a challenge to us to think about what goes on there. You know, there was no way I could just um, have an aesthetic response to it. Um, so that primed me for an interest, which was latent but not really awake in all of the issues around Pine Gap. And then in that same year, as you well know, Andy, there was a convergence on Alice Springs by uh, peace activists from around the country um, in association with the IPAN annual conference. So that's the Independent and Peaceful Australian Network Conference. And they were, their focus for that year was Pine Gap. That coincided with the 50th anniversary of the agreement between the US and Australia to host the base. And um, you were amongst those people coming to Alice for that event. And you and um, your friends bravely walked onto the base at night in the night of the 28th September to the 29th and were arrested and charged under the Defence Special Undertakings Act. And so when you're... Uh, so I'll explain that that is uh, legislation dating from 1952. Defence legislation with very heavy, heavy penalties for trespass onto a defence, an area used for defence. Nobody had ever been charged under that act until 2005 when other protesters, one of them in common with your group and connected very much philosophically with your group, they trespassed and were charged for the first... There was the first trial under that act and ultimately their convictions had been overturned um, because a loophole had been found in the act. Suffice it to say that when you and your friends trespassed, you knew that the loophole in the Act had been closed off and that you were doing that under 
in all likelihood you would be charged and that um, the prospect of uh, an overturn on for those reasons would be slim. So when you and your friends uh, went to court, yeah, I've, I followed the case and reported on it. And, yeah, that was the basis then for the, the book. I felt at the end of that uh, court case that there was a bigger story to tell around the obsessive secrecy um, that is applied to Pine Gap, um, the heavy-handed way in which your prosecution and the trial was managed, the its political nature, essentially, and also your own stories. I wanted to find out for myself what prompted you to to risk what you did, um, what motivated you, what your thinking was in relation to the kinds of action that you were taking. And that's what the book is about. So the Pine Gap issue is, a, or issues, many and complex are explored in an attempt really to make sense of what you all did and what the government's reaction was. So it's really about Pine Gap. It's about the government's attitude towards national security and it's about dissent. And in the ways that it's about dissent, it's, I think, really broadly applicable to the moment that we're in like these goals that we might have of, you know, a peaceful world, a cleaner world, a more sustainable world. You know, we might think that we're on board for that, but really, what does it take to to bring about change? So what's, what's the price of these things? Um, how willing are we to pay that price to, to make that effort, take that risk?